Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi. Kairaming problema ng Pilipinas. Talamak pa rin ang korupsyon, marami ang nananatiling sadlak sa hirap at kaliwat kanan pa rin ang mga walang trabaho. Ang matindi pa rito, ito rin ang mga parehong suliranin na sinubukang solusyonan ng mga nakaraang administrasyon. Hindi ba't nag-elect nga tayo ng isang strongman? In this episode of Teka Teka, let's talk about why Filipinos still fall for authoritarian leaders and what's at stake in the 2022 election. I'm Izzeli, Puma Podcast. If you want to describe the challenges of the next administration, it is the challenges of all the post-EDSA presidents, and it is the persistence of inequality in our country. We've managed to reduce poverty, but we have not managed to reduce inequality in the country. That was Dr. Ron Mendoza, an economist and the dean of the Ateneo School of Government at a forum organized by Manila House, Georgetown University, Rotary Club, and the Asia Society of the Philippines. Ron says inequality reflects itself in a number of ways, and the first step is to dismantle the political dynasties. The tendency is to crowd out alternative leaders, to crowd out non-dynasties, and the signal to reformists, the signal to alternative leaders, is to form your own dynasty if you want to stay in power. So they quickly turn into the monsters that they wanted to replace. So this is the life cycle of good people put in a bad system who turn bad eventually. We need to level the playing field, increase competitiveness, improve competition. We have to build our social protection systems without decent job creation in our economy It's going to be very, very difficult to imagine our middle class being satisfied with the type of economic trajectory that we are pursuing. As of 2018, over 11.3 million or 48% of Filipino households are classified as lower income class or poor, which means they earn less than 21,914 pesos per month. That's according to the 2018 Family and Income Expenditure Survey. To the bottom, there's 2.9 million households who are poor or still poor. We're, we're managing to reduce this before the pandemic, but the pandemic itself caused many to slide back into poverty, which is the other form of inequality. Some of us adapt better to shocks. Some of us just slide into poverty and low income again. Why? Because of healthcare expenditures, because someone lost a job in the family. And those types of institutions need to be built. And maybe that is what is driving them towards populist tendencies. They want, you know, to hear from strong leaders who will fix things and make things fair. Kagaya na lang noong 2016 presidential elections, patok na patok sa mga Pinoy ang mga populist rhetoric ng tumatakbong Pangulo noon na si Rodrigo Duterte. Marami siyang ipinangakong quick fix solutions kagaya ng pagsugpo sa illegal na droga sa loob lamang ng anim na buwan. Pero hindi rin naman ito nangyari. 
Here's Dr. Nicole Corato, a sociology professor at the University of Canberra. We had President Duterte who had this populist division of virtuous Filipinos versus drug addicts, right? So in this entire regime, his regime just excluded the rights of drug addicts because that is the way he views society. Ayon naman kay Dr. Julio Tihanki na isang political science professor sa De La Salle University, mayroon ding tinatawag na authoritarian nostalgia. Authoritarian nostalgia is a phenomenon in which voters compare life under democracy to either a mythical growth-oriented authoritarianism in the recent past. No? This myth being popularized on social media of a golden era and tons of gold. And generation Y and Z are susceptible to accepting this myth because Majority of our voters, more than 50%, come from ages 18 to 44. And those in the 44 bracket were only in their elementary grade during EDSA DOS. So more than 50% of our electorate have no clear recollection or even knowledge of what happened during the Marcos era. Ito raw ang dahilan bakit nangunguna sa surveys ang presidential bet na si Ferdinand Bongbong Marcos Jr. na anak ng pinatalsik at kurakot na diktador na si Ferdinand Marcos Sr. According to the Asian Barometer Survey, 41.5% agreed to some form of authoritarian rule. Why is uh, BBM leading the pack? It's our collective failure to consolidate democracy and push for political reforms. Then, the tumultuous past six years have seen the rise of authoritarian populism with its state-sponsored violence. We prefer democracy, but our middle class also believe that there's too much democracy and that there's a need for our countrymen or our kababayan to be disciplined, you know, the so-called Pasaway narrative. But what kind of leader is Bongbong Marcos based on his campaigns? Authoritarian din ba siya kagaya ng kanyang ama? Here's Nicole again. Mas contemporary authoritarian yung style. Eh. Siguro hindi siya mag-i-impose ng martial law. Siguro hindi military yung magpapatakbo ng gobyerno. Uh-huh. Pero magkakaroon ng mga rollbacks. Halimbawa, I will not engage with biased media. Sa SMNI lang ako mag-attend uh, uh-huh. right. Hindi alam ng press corps kung ano yung schedule ng campaign niya. Gulatan na lang. Hindi siya magpapa-ambush interview. All accusations... And calls for accountability will be dismissed. Chismis yan, paninirang tao lang yan, right? So it will not be an in-your-face martial law, there will be a curfew. But these are authoritarian innovations that will constrain spaces for voice and accountability. And I think that's scary because that's the palatable face of martial law. So what's at stake in the upcoming elections? Nicole highlighted two points. The first being access to information. Because of the vacuum of information, it is Facebook pages, fan groups, community pages, influencers' YouTube channels that perform the role of the journalists and the media. So I think what's at stake in the elections is not just disinformation, but what's at stake is inequality. It's the inequality in access to information or data poverty, which compromise our capacity for deliberation and democratic decision making. And also at stake is the peaceful transfer of power. I do worry that there are many indications from both the Marcos and opposition camps 
that massive electoral fraud will happen in May, and therefore the results of the election will be illegitimate. So my basis for saying this is a qualitative social media monitoring that we are doing of election-related disinformation, and particularly monitoring posts that cast doubt on electoral integrity. So some question the integrity of ballot printing. I've gathered posts on social media that say that surveys are rigged and that the COMELEC is unreliable. Remember that when Marcos lost the 2016 vice presidential race, nagsampa siya ng election protest laban kay Vice President Lenny Robredo. Nagkaroon pa nga ulit ng bilangan ng boto sa ilang probinsya, pero lamang pa rin si Robredo at ibinasura ng korte ang kaso. Every election is crucial, but experts agree 2022 is going to be that much more seminal. Here are Drs. Julio, Ron, and Nicole again. The stakes are high, not only for the different presidential candidates, but really for the trajectory of our country, especially with regard to whether we will really try to consolidate our democracy or we're just going to regress and go back to square one. Even if you concede that we did not hit many of the reforms we wanted in the last 30 years, that's not to say that The dictatorship was better, and so therefore we should go back to it. Now, what kind of a country do you want to end up with? We're not just talking about historical revisionism, Marcos Jr. running, but the future Marcoses having a role in Philippine politics. And the question is, is this country okay with that? And I think the elections will be very decisive in setting the narrative of the country for the next few decades. Again, I'm Izzeli. This episode was edited by Presh Capistrano and produced by Kat Ventura. Follow Teka Teka and Puma Podcast on Spotify or wherever you listen. Maraming salamat po. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.